I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning, everybody. And for Bill Ryder, today, tomorrow, it's been a fun week. Happy to be with you. Again, you guys can chime in, 855-212-4CBS. I'm on Twitter at WinksThinks. Tom's at CBS, And our guest here is Zach Gelb. He's on Twitter at Zach Gelb. He's kind of like my CBS Sports Radio father. Hi, Dad. How are you? <laughs> Bart, what's going on? Live from Milwaukee, where right now I'm craving some fourth base and also some carnivore, even though it's 11 a.m. Well, I can tell you that fourth base is open today, but they did close a little bit early yesterday. There was a big snowstorm here, Zach, so the roads were a little treacherous, and I just hope everybody in Milwaukee is okay this morning. Well, I hope everyone is safe, and look at you, getting into work still to do the job, fighting through the snow. That's why Bart Winkler is one of the toughest people I've ever listened to on the radio. Well, I appreciate that, and thanks for saying that, and you're absolutely 100% correct. And one of the things that, uh, you know, one of the things I'll say that unravels me, though, is, you know where I'm going, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he is he has been uh, removed from his darkness retreat. He once again sees the light. What I'm trying to understand with Rodgers, because I've talked to you about this. I'm a Packer fan, owner, all of it. I personally would like to see Jordan Love play quarterback now, both from an off the field, Rodgers annoys me, and then on the field, you drafted this guy in the first round. He traded up for him. It's been three years. Let's see what he has. I'm trying to figure out why another team and, and, and another team, they would just have to be in such a dire situation for years. But do you, will another team really look at Aaron Rodgers and say, yeah, this guy's weird and he did not play well in 2022, but he'll be the guy to get us to the Super Bowl. How, how, how can that even be? I don't even get it at this point. Well, I, we all know teams are desperate, and we see a lot of teams that overpay for good quarterbacks. The one thing we know is that Rodgers obviously is a great quarterback, even though he didn't have the best season in his career last year. But I think a team like the Jets or the Raiders, where the standard is a little bit different, and they'll say this is a move to go uh, win a Super Bowl, I don't actually believe that that would be something that would happen even if you bring Rodgers. I think it's more so Robert Sala looking to save his job Josh McDaniels looking to save his job and not that it's a slam dunk that they make the playoffs, but with the way that those rosters are built, right? The Raiders construction, uh, having Devontae Adams and that relationship with Rodgers and the Jets having a great defense. And then the offensive rookie of the year and Garrett Wilson on the offensive side of the ball. I think there is enough to go make the playoffs. I don't think Rodgers really out of all the destinations that I've heard and I know that the NFC is, is out of it from what people have been saying if he does get traded, because if he goes to the 49ers, that's a different scenario. But in the AFC, I don't see a team that he gets traded to this offseason that I go, wow, they're going to find a way to go win a Super Bowl this year. 
Yeah, I don't think any team is a Super Bowl away from Aaron Rodgers because I don't think he's good enough at this point to get him there because I think the Packers have been good enough in the last 12 years, certainly a handful of them, to get to a Super Bowl, and he hasn't gotten them to a Super Bowl. One team that has gotten to many Super Bowls is the Kansas City Chiefs. In fact, as you guys know, they just won one, and all of a sudden, we're not even waiting on Patrick Mahomes. We're doing best ever conversation on him right now. I thought I was out of bounds a few years ago for saying in his second Super Bowl that he had to beat Tom Brady because if he does win five or six and we're going to put Mahomes versus Brady, we'll look back at this one and say, well, Mahomes didn't beat Brady, and that'll be kind of the deciding factor. But now he's been to three. He's won two. You as a Patriots guy have seen a dynasty. Really, they had two separate dynasties for over a long 20-year period. Are we seeing a dynasty? Are we going to see more like in the next five years, we're going to see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl a couple more times, or are they going to do what Aaron Rodgers did and never get back to one? Uh, you would anticipate that the Chiefs, like if you tell me the next five years, if you set the over-under um, at them winning another Super Bowl, you probably think they, they would add uh, two more, um, but at least bare minimum they'll add one more in, in the next five years. Remember, Brady won three in his first four years in the league, um, and also Brady beat Mahomes not only in the Super Bowl, but also that AFC title game, which led to another Patriots Super Bowl back in what was Brady's final Super Bowl uh, with the Patriots uh, in that second one up against the Rams. Mahomes is unbelievable. He, he's sensational. He, as long as he stays healthy, he's going to break all these records in terms of statistics on the field. But the one that I don't think he'll break, even though he'll maybe come close, is the seven Super Bowls because – Eventually, there's going to be life without um, Andy Reid. Eventually, there's going to be life without Travis Kelsey in Kansas City. And I'm not saying that that means Mahomes is going to be a bad quarterback because we all know he's a uh, just a, a one-on-one type of player. He is unbelievable, and he could still win, but there will be that adjustment period. And I think people forget Brady did go 10 years w- without winning a Super Bowl. So I just think everything averages out eventually. And maybe you see Joe Burrow get one. Maybe you see Josh Allen get one. Uh, maybe someone emerges in the NFC in addition to Jalen Hurts, and it takes away. Um, and that AFC, it's loaded with talent for the foreseeable future at the quarterback position. I just mentioned Allen and Burrow. You also get Trevor Lawrence, who's on the rise. We'll see if Justin Herbert can get it together. So Mahomes is going nowhere. He's the face of the NFL. He's the best quarterback, best player in the league. He'll continue to add on more Super Bowls. But I just don't think he will get to seven Super Bowl championships or eclipse that number. Uh, that's the one statistic I don't think will break a Brady's. Zach Gelb of the Zach Gelb Show, CBS Sports Radio. I, I need to compliment you. You 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 do this show, and then it's like, oh, Zach took off. Okay. And then I see on your Twitter, you're like in a locker room somewhere. What, what, what are you doing? Take a day off, Zach. What do you mean? You're always grinding. You're at you're at a training camp. You're at the Super Bowl. You're like, <laughs> like just go to a movie or something. Yeah, well, I, I did take Monday off and I went out for dinner. So I was a regular person on Monday, and that was actually a a off day where I didn't really do anything in in the sports world. So so there you go. You still went out, man. Do you ever like? Do you ever spend twenty four hours in in your home at one time? Uh, you know what I'm going to do? And this may be a bit for CBS Sports Radio. I, I read a lot about this cave that Rogers went to, and I think I'm going to try to convince our bosses. It may be a tough sell, and we may have to pinch some pennies to do so and maybe have to uh, find a way to, to reconfigure the, the budget. But I'm going to try to go into 
one of these caves that Rogers went to, especially the one in, in Oregon, because I think it would be a great experience. And I'm just going to be with my thoughts and be in the dark for three to four days and then see what, how I'm going to reevaluate life and, and decide my future with it. People always ask me, Bart, why are you so fed up with Aaron Rodgers? Well, why, why can't you just accept his greatness and, and not worry about the off-the-field stuff? And I say, well, it's just too prevalent, man. The guy, the guy basically put out blackout curtains and took a three-day nap. And yet we treat it like, oh, it's a darkness retreat. And Rodgers is like, I'm really going to learn about myself. What, you're, you're not learning anything. You just took a nap for three days. You under, can what? you at least understand my frustration with having to cover this guy for 12 years? Yeah, so I can. Like last year, I would say, hey, Bart, be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you ask for. Stop being so spoiled. But after the year they just had, I think it's a realization after going 13-3, and 13-3, and 13-3. And, and this year, I know Detroit is on the rise, but the way Rodgers used Detroit and the Lions, it's, you know, they're basically gum in the bottom of his cleat. And to lose twice to them, I think that's the eye-opening moment of, okay, if you had any other hope that Rodgers will win another Super Bowl in Green Bay, that has now vanished. And remember, the last two years I told you, and you know this, that I didn't think Rodgers was going to leave. This offseason, I think it's different, and I think this is the first time since they drafted Love where they actually are now thinking about replacing Rodgers, and I think they're okay with it because they didn't anticipate this guy to win two MVPs. But isn't it crazy, Bart? You know, this is one of the, the greatest quarterbacks we'll ever see. He's a top 10, top 15, wherever you want to rank him, quarterback of all time. We know whenever he retires, he'll wait to five years, and then he'll be a first ballot pro football Hall of Famer and get the gold jacket. But with all the, the greatness on the field, with the stats and the throws and the crazy plays, the Hail Marys that he's provided, I think the two things I'll remember the most is the ayahuasca trip last year where Crystal Preston, who does updates on CBS Sports Radio, and WFAN sent me a, um, a note this morning that, like, he claimed that when he was on that trip that, like, his dead relatives, like, touched him and it made him have a whole new thinking of life and then also this darkness retreat. Like, those are the two things in the great career of Aaron Rodgers, and maybe it's just in the moment that I think I'm going to remember the most because they're just so bizarre, and it seems like this is a Curb Your Enthusiasm skit or a Saturday Night uh, Live skit that Rodgers is basically writing. I mean, I hate to talk so much about him, but I am obsessed. The The thing that I'm going to remember is, and this is this is how I know Jordan Love is good. I don't even need to see Jordan Love. I know he's good because Rodgers didn't let him play. He was 4-8. and eight. They were out of the playoffs. Yeah, they had a little bit of a chance. But then in those four games that they won after that, in no game did he throw for more than 238 yards. He had one touchdown. That's it in every game. He never had a QBR of more than 50.2. He didn't do anything special in the four games that they won to get him in that position. And then against Detroit, he was awful. He was terrible in that game. And they they did not win. He did not want the world to see what Jordan Love has to offer. So my, my my real conclusion to this story, I'd love to see him get traded, get a lot of picks. I want to see Rodgers come back to Green Bay and back up Jordan Love. That would be justice. Well, that would never happen. If Rodgers (laughs) is on the roster, like I saw uh, McGinn had that report out there, and he said if Rodgers is back in Green Bay, like just the one part of the report I didn't believe, he'll be the backup to Jordan Love. That would never, 
ever happen. I think Rodgers would retire first than being the backup to Jordan Love. But to your point, I don't know how good Jordan Love is going to be, and I did respect that from the competitive standpoint of Rodgers to to not sit out even when he could have with the injury um, until his team was eliminated. Maybe it was thinking if Love gets the opportunity, he believes um, in Jordan Love, and then he'll be quickly forgotten, right, for for what is in the now of Packers football. I know what the Eagles said about him in, in that half. I don't know what Love's going to be as a quarterback, but the one thing I've been impressed with, and I had one conversation with Jordan Love um, after his rookie year, and he knew he was going to be asked all these questions about Rodgers. For what is a tough situation, I think he's handled it as best as he can, and he's not been a distraction. He's not made it about himself. He had that one report that if Rodgers doesn't get dealt, uh, maybe or the speculation that maybe he would request a trade. But basically being in a spot where you know you're getting none of the attention and there's so many people that don't want to see you play and you're waiting to play, it is not easy. So I have to commend Love for the way that he's handled this the last three years. NBA is back tonight. Uh, thank goodness. My my big thing in the NBA right now, as we're talking to Zach Gelb here, I'm Bart Winkler and for Bill Ryder, is that uh, I'm, I'm on this like anti-Nikola Jokic campaign because – Everything that applies to other superstars, for some reason, is not applying to him. Giannis wasn't going to win a third MVP until he won in the postseason. Well, uh, nobody cares about that. They're going to give it to Jokic again. Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant's like, you must win, Kevin Durant. And he goes, okay, fine, fine, I'll go and win. Then he wins two titles with the Warriors, and they go, you didn't win the right way. And then he's like, fine, I'll go to Brooklyn to try to win. And it didn't work out. But with Jokic, I don't know if it's Denver. I don't know if it's whatever. the, the, The Nuggets... Hot take, spoiler alert, they're not going to win the finals this year, and Jokic is still going to win the MVP, and everyone's going to, like, why isn't the pressure on Jokic like it is on these other superstars? It's a good question that you ask, because we were talking about this on my show the other day, and my producer asked me, if the Nuggets don't get to the finals, like, what would your reaction be? And I'd be like, all right, whatever. Like, you know, I don't really feel like there is that much pressure on them but this year they are 41 and 18 what they're the, the best team in the west by by like five or six games over memphis and you look at the rest of the western conference like i know we now look at phoenix differently uh the mavs they don't even though they're in the western conference final i think Kyrie will be a disaster there the clippers i don't think are that much of a threat the grizzlies and kings we got to see if they can get it done in the postseason as well uh, Pelicans and Timberwolves, I don't think they're ready to make postseason runs yet. And like the Warriors, if they get healthy, we always know they could be a threat and they'll be a tough out in a seven-game series. But it's weird. There should be pressure on the Nuggets, but there isn't. But I, I'm actually surprised by your take, and maybe it's because you were annoyed with the way that Giannis was treated. I know I was on an island, like the only one defending nationally, the Bucks and, and Giannis Antetokounmpo for all those years. I wanted to see Giannis stay in Milwaukee. But I would think you know, being in a smaller market and seeing the success of Giannis that you would then maybe want to see Nikola Jokic uh, continue to, to go down that path of Giannis Antetokounmpo as well, where not that he ever surpasses Giannis, but just that he gets that championship because I do think uh, maybe it would be better for smaller markets and, and better for a place like Milwaukee as well if you can continue some of those smaller markets winning championships. I'm going to talk about All-Star Games in a little bit. Who's at, uh, Who's the most to blame for the All-Star Games being bad these days? Is it is it today's current players for not wanting to get hurt in an exhibition game? Is it the fans for thinking that 
these games are going to actually be like a game seven, or is it the players of yesteryear for trying too hard when they had no reason to? I would say it's the players today, and I think it's the biggest issue in the NBA. And I'm not, you know, killing guys that don't give it their all in, their, in the All Star game. Did I think LeBron should have uh, at one point in his career have done the dunk contest? Absolutely, I love the mentality. Of, of Anthony Edwards was what he said, and it was very similar to what Kobe Bryant has said for you know said for years about load management. But my biggest problem with the NBA, and even though I have to watch, even though it's a part of my job, it's tough for me to really get emotionally invested and care in the NBA in the regular season. Postseason's different because you just never know who's going to show up. And I hate to make this like, oh, if you're the common man that that saves all this money, you take your kid to a game. And there's always a chance someone doesn't play. If someone's actually hurt, I get it. But if it's just to give someone a night off, I'm not thrilled about that. But you look at this year, it's just a down year in the NBA. Like, look at the Eastern Conference. Uh, the Celtics, I, I guess their storyline, you know, can they find a way to get back to the NBA Finals and get the job done? Um, it doesn't seem like, even though I'm pulling for, for Giannis to get back to the Finals, it doesn't seem like the Bucks are ever really that big of a national story. The Sixers until they get to the uh, – forget the NBA Finals. Let's see if they can even get to the Conference Finals. The Nets are now relevant without KD and Kyrie. So there's not these great storylines this year. And then you look at the Western Conference. We just talked about that with Nikola Jokic factor. The Suns are now intriguing. The Lakers will even see if they can get into the playing game uh, this year. This NBA regular season this year, Bart, I don't know if you feel this way, it's been pretty damn boring. There's just not a lot of good storylines that resonate with me. And there's a lot of times, and I get it, like Kawhi in Toronto, you miss 20 games, you win a championship. Is anyone bitching um, about the 20 games you miss? No. But I think that means a lot when, when you get into the regular season of just expecting guys simply to play. And now we're just already trained and programmed that some of these guys are going to miss 20 to 25 games a year because of load management. Zach Gelb here on Weeknight, CBS Sports Radio. Always good to catch up with you. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk soon. Bart, all the best. Be well, brother. That's Zach Gelb again, the Zach Gelb Show, weeknight CBS Sports Radio. Buy or sell coming up next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning. I am Bart Winkler in for Bill Ryder. It is time for buy or sell. Tom, I got a lot of money I want to spend today. Let's do it. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, Bart, let's start it off where we always do in the NFL. And prior to the Super Bowl, Tua Tungavailoa told Kay Adams that he'll be devoting one day a week to judo training with the hopes of learning how to fall in a way that he can prevent further head injuries. Of course, Bart, as we know, Tua suffered multiple concussions last season, causing him to miss several games. Buy or sell that the Miami Dolphins should be comfortable with Tua being QB1 as we head into next season. Into next season, Tom, I will buy that. Buy. Long term, it's a little more iffy. They have to decide if they want to go fifth-year option on him, which is a problem because he has a history of concussions, which is a problem because the ineptitude of your team has allowed him to rack up more concussions than he probably should have gotten. I applaud him for trying to find a way to eliminate concussions and try to learn how to fall better, but I think in the heat of the moment, if you get tackled and fall, you're just going to fall. You can't really negotiate with your body how it's going to fall, so that might be a waste of time. I think Tua next year, ride it. You're going to have to start planning for the future already, though, because of your ineptitude with dealing with this guy, but for next season, I would still buy that. All right, let's talk some TV here, Bart. Netflix announced a new docu-series yesterday called NFL Quarterback, which will premiere this summer. Now, the series will follow three quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota. Buy or sell being interested in this new Netflix series? This one is a little more personal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell. Sell. I've got no interest at all in this, but caveat is I'm not a big documentary guy. Like Hard Knocks is good for a while, and then I kind of lose interest. I like that these little leagues like the XFL and USFL, they do a little documentary show to try to get you excited as well. And it's always good. You know, the F1 series expanded because of the Netflix series. So it's always good to give more people behind the scenes if they want it. Personally, for me, My drama comes with the games themselves. I don't need to see the other stuff. I'm not stopping my day to go watch Patrick Mahomes work out in the summer or Kirk Cousins or Marcus Mariota or even follow them along the season. I'm not into it. The only documentary I really got into was The Last Dance, but that that was because for a while that was sports. That's all we had. So I'm going to sell. I'm not interested. All right, Bart, brace yourself. This next one, it may hurt a bit. I know you're a big XFL guy, and the ratings for week one were released yesterday, and it isn't pretty. The four games that were televised on ABC and ESPN over the weekend, they had a drop in viewership of at least 50% from that same window from the 2020 season that, of course, as we know, was cut short because of the pandemic. Buy or sell, you think this third iteration of the XFL will be successful? I'm going to buy that. Buy. First of all, I don't trust these ratings. 
there's some big USFL or something has, has got their hands on these ratings. No, they probably are legit. The problem is, well, first of all, ratings for everything decrease because there's so much more to see. The biggest hit on TV usually gets about, I don't know, 10 million viewers or whatever a week. Back in the 90s, the 2000s, you get 10 million viewers a week. That wasn't enough. You got canceled. But everything is so siphoned now. There's so much content that it is harder to get an audience. I do think that there might be some fatigue. It's like, okay, another league. It's just going to fold. Why get into this? But I really do feel like of all these leagues that have debuted, the XFL this opening weekend went very well for them. Now, there is a game tonight. I think it's buried on FX, so I don't know what the ratings are going to be for that. But I do think that there's at least some positive momentum. Every year it's been, hey, here's a new league. Watch it. Ah, this isn't good. So then the ratings go down. We might actually see increase in interest. And so I do think that it will be. I, I The home markets are going to be into it. I believe. I'm a believer. I believe in The Rock. I believe in Danny Garcia. I believe in that third guy that was with them. I believe. Bye. The XFL will be successful. All right, Bart. Let's get to some hoops here. 19-year-old, seven foot five inch. Yes, I said seven foot five inch. Victor Webanyama, who plays professionally in his native France, he's expected to be the top pick in the NBA draft in June. However, Bart, the big man plays much like a guard on the perimeter and reportedly prefers not to play center. Buy or sell, you have a problem with a seven foot five inch teenager not wanting to play center. I'll go. A, I'll go a slight buy on that. Buy. I think. I think. Look, he, he's seven foot five, and he can play like a guard. So exploit that. Use that. Put him out there with another big man if you have one. But there will be some lineups where he will be the biggest guy on the floor, and you will probably need to guard the biggest guy on the opposing team. So there. W- I'm sorry. It's sometimes you will have to play the five. I'm sorry. I know you don't want to. But you're seven foot five, and that's just you know that kind of that kind of is part of being seven foot five in the NBA. So yeah, exploit like use them. Be be a guard. Be be crazy. Get get crazy. You're gonna have to play center a little bit. So I'm gonna buy. All right, Steph Curry is quote making good progress after he's missed the last five games because of a lower leg injury, but will reportedly be out at least another week. Now, Bart Golden State is five hundred on this season at twenty nine and twenty nine the ninth seed in the West. Buy or sell, you think the Warriors will climb the standings and get themselves out of the play-in tournament? I'm going to buy that. Buy. They've had a weird season. They're 22-7 and seven at home. Flip that around on the road. They're 7-22. and 22. I think they got out of the play-in tournament. They got too much talent not to. For the last four years, my NBA Finals prediction has been Warriors-Bucks. Has not come true. Should have, like, twice, but the Bucks failed on that end a couple of times. With Steph coming back, with Clay playing very well, they've got Jordan Poole. I do think once Gary Payton finally gets on the floor, that'll actually help them. Gary Payton might be irrelevant to every other team, but he was a big part of that Warriors culture and those Warriors rotations, so I think that will help them. I like the Warriors to at least get out of the play-in. Uh, how far will they go? I don't know but I will buy them avoiding that tournament. All right. Cleveland Cavaliers all-star Donovan Mitchell was surprised to learn that the team had bought out veteran Kevin Love. Now, Mitchell told Cleveland.com, quote, I was shocked. 
I didn't know that was in the works, end quote. Buy or sell that the Cavs made a mistake buying out 34-year-old Kevin Love, which allowed him to, of course, sign with the Miami Heat. Yeah, I think I might buy that one. Buy. I mean, not like Kevin Love. You know, he still gives you quality minutes. He's not going to start for you and give you 35 a night, but he still gives you enough quality minutes. And I think the the, the reason I'm going to buy more than anything is you've allowed him to sign elsewhere with a team who you might see in the playoffs and what normally happens. Like, Blake Griffin can get bought out, okay? And, All right, Blake Griffin's past his prime. But then if he ever faces a former team... There's a little more juice for Blake Griffin. And these guys, these buyout guys, they're not going to win you a title, but there's a game or two they can win you in a series. I think if they match up together, Kevin Love, and, and he really appreciated his time with the Cavs. You know, he, Le, LeBron picked him, and they won a title, and he's going to get his number retired and all that. But you put him against his old team, he's going to have a lot to prove. I, I don't know that it's the most consequential decision that's ever been made in the NBA, but I am going to buy that it was a mistake because of where he signed. All right, Bart, let's finish up by talking some college sports here. Last question. Reportedly, the Pac-12 is struggling to find a new media rights deal partner with traditional networks because partly of what the conference believes their true value is. However, this week, the New York Post reported that Apple TV Plus could be a landing spot. The Pac-12's current deal with ESPN and Fox goes through next season. Buy or sell Apple TV Plus being a good option for the Pac-12. This is tough. There's some uh, branches off of this, but overall, I'm going to sell it. Sell. It can't be the first option. It can't be the only way to find Pac-12 football. Now, it's better than the Pac-12 not being the Pac-12 anymore and disintegrating, but the way I think of it, there's going to be more things on streaming services. There's been some NFL games on streaming services. There's... There's uh, English Premier League on Peacock, and it's you know it's you just you, you put it in, you find it. It's it's relatively easy, if it's like the only thing that you are watching at the time. That's that's the problem. So if it's a college football weekend, and I'm watching a bunch of games, I'm gonna flip on whatever the Big Ten is on at that point. NBC, CBS, Fox. I'm gonna go over to ESPN during a commercial, one of the networks, and watch an SEC ACC game. I'm not even gonna think about the Pac-12. Because it's not going to be easy to access. And then, and I know it's only one or two steps, but then to take the Fire Stick or the Roku and turn it on, then you got to load Pac-12 on Apple, then you're going to watch it, then you're going to be like, oh, I want to watch another game. Because it's it's like in it's a little corner of the universe. So it'll be good for them for getting exposure across the country, but how many people are actually going to go there? Major League Soccer is embarking on this big thing with Apple where they're going to be on Apple TV+, Plus, which I think is great for the league. But they're charging you like 15 bucks a month. So that's also a problem because I like soccer very much. And I want to like the MLS, but I'm not paying $15 a month for really uh, anything, especially a league that is not maybe that good. So I'm, I'm going to sell this because it puts them in a corner. They have to still have some games on normal, quote-unquote, broadcast or cable. So I will sell. That's buy or sell. Uh, once again, Tom bringing it, you know, I, I was wondering today. I'm like, what is, what are the questions going to be today? There's nothing going on, <laughs> but you did it and you did it. Well, we will talk some NBA all-star game and really all-star games in general. What has happened? It, we do it. We do this every time with every sport at some point, 
something has to budge. Either our expectations need to go away or the games need to change. We'll talk about what is most likely to happen. Chris Lopresti on the updates, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. CBS Sports Radio. My name is Bart Winkler in for Bill Writer. Been a fun week. Be back tomorrow. And then toss it back to Bill. Quick update from the NFL. Adam Schefter reporting that the former head coach of the Broncos, Vance Joseph, will need a key card back at the old facility because he's heading back. They have a head coach, of course, at Sean Payton, so he will be their defensive coordinator. Vance Joseph coming back to be the defensive coordinator. He was the head coach with Denver in 17 and 18. Denver was no good then, 5-11 and 11 and 6-10. And, and then he's been the defensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals 
the past few seasons. He's now back with Denver, which it's always weird. That that's always weird. Like Dom Capers is going back to Carolina. That's it's always weird, but I like it. I like that the guy, you know, sometimes maybe you get to try it head coach and maybe it's not your thing or sometimes you might think, "Oh, well, it might be weird. I wasn't charged there and now I'm not anymore." And but you're the best man for the job, so go do it. So Vance Joseph is back in Denver to work with Sean Payton. Rex Ryan interviewed for that job, which was weird because Rex Ryan has not coached in the league in several years. He's got a very nice job in TV. I was surprised to think that Rex Ryan would have any interest in coaching. I still feel like that was a favor. I haven't seen the agent connection. I don't know if Sean and, and Rex are friends, if they got friendly during TV or whatever, but I feel like that was a... Uh, you know, help out situation. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was as simple as, "Hey, I'll come interview you." ESPN throws you a little more money. You be nice to me in my first year because my team sucks, so it's going to be bad. So be nice to me on on your NFL Live. Maybe it was as simple as that. I'm not sure. We talked a little bit about the XFL ratings last segment. They were down compared to other years. The debuts of these spring leagues. And I get it. It's been, you know, we talk about the XFL and the USFL maybe a little bit, but in the last five years, we've also had the AAFL and there was this thing called the Spring League, if anybody even watched that. There's different arena football that pops up. I never know if the arena league is happening or going to happen or bankrupt or going to bankruptcy. For a while, there was an arena too. Arena football, there was a boom in arena football. In like the 90s, where there were two levels of arena football. There were people that weren't good enough to be in arena football that still, they played in arena two or something. It was crazy. It was a simpler time, folks. You'll have to take my, you have to take my uh, word for it. But just like that, it was also a simpler time when it came to all-star games. And the ratings for the all-star game were lower as well. The NBA all-star game, the ratings declined 29% from last year's, 27% in in terms of viewership. It was the steepest decline since 2000, and that was when they had an All-Star game after the lockout season of 98-99. So, again, what I talked about is there's more things to watch. And just because the TV ratings were bad or worse doesn't mean it didn't have as much of an impact culturally. I mean, the slam dunk contest was... Huge on social media, a bunch of different things with the All Star Game. There's different. There's just so many different ways to measure things now that for us to be like, oh, TV ratings were down, failure. We shouldn't say that because TV ratings for everything are down. News, late night, all sports except the NFL is the one thing that they 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 they're, they're the one thing. Primetime shows, local shows, ratings for everything are down except for. NFL and writer than you, I think, uh, that that we can all agree on. Everything else is it, it just it decreases because there's 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 more to the pie. You know, we're cutting it in many more slices now than we were. We're not cutting the pizza in triangles anymore. We're cutting it in squares. There's more to go around. But it does lead to the conversation that well, the All Star game just wasn't that good. And Nuggets coach Mike Malone, who was there, quote unquote, coaching, he said it was the worst basketball game I've ever seen. And he's probably right. I mean, even guys that wanted to play defense a little bit, you know, they like Embiid, Joel Embiid, to his credit, was trying a little bit, and then, all right, no one else is going to try whatever. Giannis, 
the year that he first went to an All Star game, he like tried really hard, and the guys had to tell him, "No, no, 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 we're not, we're not doing this here." I think the necessity, first of all, the necessity for an All Star game has decreased because again, you get more access to these teams and these guys than ever before. Jason Tatum put up, was it 55 in the All-Star game, won the MVP? We see Jason Tatum all the time in 2023. If a guy put up 55 in an All-Star game in 1993, let's say, well, let's say Jordan did it. You know, Jordan, even the Bulls back then were sort of a different case because some of their games were on WGN, the cable channel at the time, and you could see them a little more nationally. That's why there's so many people that are Cubs fans and Braves fans because WGN at the Cubs and TBS at the Braves. And then even your local market growing up in Milwaukee, I think the Brewers were on TV once a week. Before now, it's every every game is on TV for your team. You have the ability to watch other games. There's more sports channels. There's more inventory Live TV is is still big because that's when advertisers can actually get you to watch the commercials instead of just fast-forwarding through them. So there's more sports on than ever. College football really is crazy. I mean, it is crazy the amount of college football that you can watch during you can almost you can you can outside of maybe one game on pay-per-view and whatever the Longhorn network was you can pretty much if there's a if there's a team you like you can find them on TV. I mean that inventory is wild. That's why the rights go up. So even though ratings were down for the NBA All Star Game, it is still it's still lucrative inventory because it it is still something that you watch live and that decreases across the rest of TV. You don't have to watch TV shows live. I what did I watch last night? I will I will say I watched All Elite Wrestling. And I watched uh, the Connors, the Roseanne spinoff. I still like, but I watch those on tape delay. I, I, I don't sit down at eight o'clock. Life's too busy, man. Got to get the kid to bed. He's been a jerk this week. No offense, buddy. You have three years old, going through that time. So there's just there's less reason to watch things live unless it is sports. Also, the access to these guys, I really think that's a big one. And then it, it begs the question: like, is the All Star Game? as important as it used to be? Is it? Is it the necessity it used to be? Uh, 1993, I, I remember this All-Star game very vividly because I was a huge Brewer fan, still am, but a huge Paul Molitor fan, guys. Paul Molitor was my guy. Paul Molitor, the Brewers that year, won 92 games, didn't make the playoffs because only two teams did at the time. The Blue Jays got in ahead of them. And so I hated the Blue Jays. Well, where does Paul Molitor go the next year? He goes to the Blue Jays. He goes to the Blue Jays. And the Blue Jays hosted the All-Star game that year, and they had like seven guys play for them. That was the first time I saw Paul Molitor in a Blue Jay uniform because you can't see these guys elsewhere. The All-Star game used to be the one time you could see these guys. And even going back further in baseball before interleague play, this would be the only time you'd ever see National League guys if you were an American League city or vice versa. The only time you would see American League players play the National League was in the World Series or the All-Star Game. The spectacle of the All-Star Game, the importance that it was for the sport, was much more than it is now. It was a, it was a, a true night to showcase everybody in all sports. A true night to showcase everybody. Maybe more so in baseball because of the interleague structure. 
certainly in the NBA, that was where you could actually see all the stars. You know, all these guys all played together. That's why the 92 Dream Team was so great. Because all these guys are on the same team. What is this? Now, you know, even guys will skip the Olympics or the World Basketball Tournament. I don't even know the name of the FIBA World Cup. I think that's it, ding. So I think that that's right. There's just more. The, the guys, free agency. Free agency is, is more volatile. Guys bounce around on different teams. They play together. They work out together. The It's not as, like, tribal as it used to be. So the All-Star game is going to suffer for that reason. And then along the way, there's also less incentive and less to play for. Like, there's, there, were, there was somewhat of a National League, American League supremacy. How could there not be? You never played each other. And so, yeah, Pete Rose might take a guy out at home plate because they care. They want to show that they're in the better league. And now that just isn't there. In the NBA, these guys got drafted 45 minutes beforehand to what team they were going to be on. How are you How are you supposed to tell me to care? They've tried. They made the ending better, and the Elam ending is good. The problem is this year the game got out of hand. So the game in Chicago a few years ago we think of when it first started was really good, really competitive, really fun. But the Elam ending, if the game's out of control and you have a target score and one team's already 20 points ahead, it's not as... It's not as captivating. That's why you saw these guys trying to end it on a half-court shot, which made it even more of a joke until Dame finally finished it. So I think there's a lot of things at play. There's The, the All-Star games are less important for the league. Really, why does the league still have the All-Star game? Why would any league still have the All-Star game? If nobody likes it, if the game is bad, why do leagues still have it? Two reasons. It gives players a week off. They like that. And it's a huge sponsor event. So who's in the crowd at these All-Star games? A lot of celebrities, a lot of the sponsors throughout the year, trips that teams have given away, and then maybe a handful of locals. But for the most part, this is this is just like a a sponsor retreat that you get to see. And, and yeah, we'll put it on TV, okay. But that doesn't mean the game's going to be good. No games are going to be good. Even Major League Baseball, the one game that can kind of be good because it's hard to make baseball not competitive – that's no fun anymore because all we ever see are home runs and pitchers throwing 100 miles an hour. All we ever see are home runs and strikeouts. The Major League Baseball game might be somehow the most boring of them all, even though it's the most true to what it is, because everybody's too good, like we were talking about a little bit yesterday. I still like the All-Star game. I, I don't like that the NFL went to this flag football thing. They're always going to try to continue to have something. They're not going to take that away. Still too much revenue to be had. Still the accolades. Some people still enjoy doing it. But I think the concept of how do we get back to the, what the all-star game was in any sport is gone. It, it'll never happen again. You there, There's no amount of money that can fix this problem. And I think if we just go into that knowing that, maybe we'll enjoy it better. Probably not. We'll be back tomorrow. And for Bill Ryder, I'm Bart Winkler. Thanks again to Tom. We'll talk to you tomorrow, CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 